This is the Sprinter Mom with Lashes On podcast. Hey friends, it's Sarah, Sprinter Mom with Lashes On. I am so glad you are joining us and listening again. It's actually a very special day today because I have my first ever interview and guest. It is my very best friend, Priscilla. And she actually, when I asked her to come on the podcast, my very (laughs) official podcast, she said, well, don't you want someone important? And I'm like, that's the (laughs) point. You are important. So Mm -hmm. I'm so glad she's here today. I know you guys will love listening to her as well. Um, She's got a lot of wisdom, a lot of boys and a great heart for the Lord. So here we go. Oh, thanks, Sarah. I appreciate you having me on your podcast. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, I wanted to start out asking or kind of like letting people know where does our history start? So like, how did we even get to know each other? Do you want to explain that? I sure can. Our darn husbands. <laughs> I remember my first memory of you, Sarah, was at um, one of our husband's friend's Christmas party. I remember that. Probably around 2010-ish, maybe. We just had our first babies back then. And I remember being, it was a great party. So fun. And mostly older people, though. (laughs) And (laughs) us two were kind of on the younger end. Our husbands were in a seminary together. And I just remember they had a dance floor and not too many people were on there. But lo and behold, Ryan and Sarah dominated that dance floor. I remember you had like a short, bright, blonde um, bob. How funny and that I, you remember that. I remember. And I was like, these are fun people. <laughs> All right. So that was my first memory of Sarah mm. and Ryan. Yeah. I don't even remember dancing at that party. I remember seeing that they had chefs come in and cook for everyone. Mm. And I thought wow, this is what it's like to be married to a doctor. Not a doctor of psychology, an actual (laughs) doctor. But I too remember like, because you're always looking to connect with people. And he was like, Kevin was one of the few that he really enjoyed. And Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, sometimes seminary wives are different. (laughs) And um, after I saw that you were drinking wine, I was like, I think we could be, I think we could be friends. So tell us a little bit about your, um, your family itself, like having kids, how many kids do you have? How long have you and Kevin been married? Sure. Uh, So I'm married to Kevin Deasy, who works with your husband, Ryan, and we've been married for almost 17 years. We uh, are Arizona natives, uh, grown and raised, and we have four boys, all um, 13, 12, uh, 10, 10 and 8. Can you say their names? Because their names are classic. <laughs> so they're, uh, official they're names. kind of like old man mafia names. They're Joey, Johnny, Charlie, and Teddy. No, you have to say their full name. Oh. <laughs> they're, uh, so it's Joseph, <laughs> Jonathan, Charles, and Theodore. Oh, Theodore. So, <laughs> we like old man classic names, I guess. And then they can evolve. As they get older, they can go by like Ted or chuck or you know yeah so there's options for them so um we have the four boys i'm at home um we're homeschool family well more or less it kind of changes each year as depending on what's going on and so that whole process has been humbling but um i've grown a lot through navigating the whole school realm and things like that so um yeah we, we live in south phoenix near levine and we love it down there. So how would you describe yourself? Like when you were, I remember because we were both young parents and we both had multiple kids, like 
Do you remember, <laughs> so you're in Cave Creek, right? Mm-hmm. Do you remember in your house, um, <laughs> can you explain one, some of your room situations and what it was like <laughs> for the four boys? And two, can you describe what you do remember from that time period? Because I feel like you black out a lot yes. of it. <laughs> you know, we've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. Um, well, my heart goes out to moms with young kiddos because it's kind of like being a soldier in war. Mm. You, <laughs> you're you always on guard, trying to protect everyone, make sure everyone's alive, that they're getting what they need. Um, Kevin and I, we didn't plan out. We don't plan a lot of things out, but having kids is one of them. And so we have our boys within five years and two months apart. So they were really all like babies at the same time as you can, as you know, mm-hmm. and experience. But um, you just do what you have to do um, at the time being. And so starting off as a young family, we had like a 1500 square foot house, which was great. And at the time, we didn't know any different. So we made it work. We had a good friend. Actually, um, his name was Mark. He's a carpenter. And he made a triple bunk bed Mm. for our boys before we had Teddy. So we could stack them all up. And (laughs) poor Joey, he was like at the very top, like a few inches from the ceiling. (laughs) We're like, you're fine. It's like a little hut. Like, just get up there. (laughs) And then we had Teddy. So we put his crib in the same room. So at one point for a while, the four of them were like snug tight in that little room. But they loved it. And it was fine for what it was. And you can't do it. How now, do you do obviously. homeschool in a fifteen hundred square foot home <laughs> with four boys? Yeah. Oh, um, you can go outside a lot. Okay. <laughs> um, fortunately, we have nice weather, but yeah, you can just make it work. Homeschooling can be as simple or comp- as complicated as you make it to be. And so, I've always been on the simple side. We're involved in a community called Classical Conversation, so we get together with a group and we keep it very simple. And um, so, lots of memorizing and just um simple simple ways of doing that so um let's go back to homeschool though okay <laughs> so with a family and four kids like for a while your kids were in public school um i know that i feel like with moms there's this stigma of you know the the homeschooling <laughs> the long jeans or skirts. now i really feel like it's shifting cuz so many people are choosing to mm-hmm. homeschool because of the schools and the choices and politics and all that but um I feel like you were, I mean, you've always picked me as someone that would homeschool, but it was never like, but you, you're not defensive of it. I don't think people care that you, like it's, it's never been a big, huge, like in your face, like this is what we're doing and you're doing it wrong. It was just like, no, this is the personal choice for my family. Like what made you go from public school then to choose to homeschool, but then now (laughs) shift out of it slightly. Right. That's a great question. And I just wanted to take a moment to say, as a mom, I think it's easy to get stuck in one way and maybe criticize the other way, like mm. homeschooling's right, anything else is wrong, or going to school is right. And I just feel like God's grown me a lot in that sense that there's good and bad to either and or, and each kid is so different mm. to really like pr- be prayerful about who they are and where, what best fits their needs. It's so important as a parent, not just pushing your agenda or your um, preconceived notions on how they it should be, if that yeah. makes sense. So um, with that said, we've been kind of all over the board as far as homeschooling. So I was actually homeschooled as a young child, and we lived in Sedona. So it was 
<laughs> we joke about how it was kind of like a hippie environment. And yeah, I'm surprised I, you love the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> You're not over here throwing crystals at me. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> right? Mm. <laughs> Meditation spot. <laughs> Where's the vortex? Oh, Sedona. <laughs> um, so with that mm. said, I was outside. It was very, you know, I was like a little a child just crazy and wild but um so i have the context of the homeschool like what it's kind of like it's so different obviously now that yeah a few decades later but um so i assumed we would homeschool but we lived in this great community and mm. our family's all about like being on mission where you live so kevin my husband said um why don't we get plugged into the school i've heard great things about it so it was hard for me especially with joey our eldest i'm like ah. Oh should we and it was a hard decision and it was a step of faith but we sent him and it was a great experience and so we sent our second son johnny the next year and um charlie our third has some speaking um struggles and so he was going to a a developmental preschool and um he has an august birthday so Mm. august birthdays can either be older or younger and i didn't feel comfortable sending Charlie quite yet. And so I said, I'll just homeschool for a year and then put him in because by now we were in a rhythm. Yeah. We knew what we're doing, right? Not, totally. Not right. On top of it. <laughs> but, we're, you know, we were familiar and um, knowing the teachers and things. So I home um, in preparation of homeschooling, I went to a seminar, like a practicum. And um, as I was processing what they were saying, I was really convicted to homeschool, um, it's our response, my responsibility as a parent to pass down our faith and values and just the time that school takes um, mm. f- when, you know, yeah. away from your child. So I ended up pulling Joey and Johnny out very last minute and everyone was surprised like, wait, what's going on? Especially Joey because he had some really good friends and He's like, what? You, what's going on? You know, why? Why are we all homeschooling? And I just said, I don't know. I just feel it on my heart, so we're gonna do it. And um, I really, I really did enjoy it because they're so little. It's mm-hmm. not difficult. I mean, they're learning their numbers and letters, and yeah. and so um, nothing too crazy. And then we were fortunate because shortly afterwards was COVID. Oh, that's right. So when everyone was forced to do online school or everything everything we were kind of in a rhythm and so it worked Nothing out really changed for you right <laughs> you're like covid what we have to stay here we are here <laughs> if anything it was the neighbors coming over to be like come out and play or Aww. like let's let's go drinking in the driveway yeah and i'm like we gotta finish school first guys and then we drink <laughs> in the driveway <laughs> so true so um but with that said um our eldest joey he is on the spectrum we're very highly functioning but he's very like black and white and mm. i think homeschooling was too abstract for him mm. and so i did my best trying to get like a desk and have structured time and for him he's like this is not school or yeah it doesn't we, look like school we really butted heads so two years ago um, my husband said, let's send him to school. And at that point, we we're so used to homeschooling. I said, I don't know. I'm nervous. But we sent him and he's thriving. This year, we sent Johnny to the same school. And I feel like God's blessing and like you like you did. You're being faithful in what I'm asking. Mm. And and God's with your kid and God's yeah. with you. And ultimately, they're going to grow up and go. And you just have to surrender that anxiety, I feel like, in yeah. any situation with your kids. So 
Um, so currently I'm homeschooling the two younger ones and I love it. I feel like I kind of know what I'm doing now by the time I get to them. So we're having a great time just spending lots of time and making memories together. And who knows next year what that holds. But um, so that's kind of where we're at with our homeschool. I journey. remember with Joey, didn't he write you a letter one time because you took him out of school? What did that letter say? <laughs> He's not very kind all the time because he is black and white. I'm trying to remember. I think I kept that letter for a while. It was all the persuasive reasons why he should go to school. Mm -hmm. And one of them was so he doesn't become homeless. So (laughs) he's like, this isn't a real education. I'm going to end up homeless amongst other things. (laughs) He was always so mad at you. I feel like he still is, but he's <laughs> 13, so. <laughs> oh, it's always our fault. <sighs> All the things are always our fault. But they have sweet moments, too. Yeah, so, so sweet. And so I I would say that I think with homeschooling, and that's where, especially now that you have just two, two in school and two mm-hmm. at home, I feel like that's such undivided time mm-hmm. um, when you do have multiple kids. Are there other ways, and I know there are, like, can you describe some of the ways that you do try to individualize time as a mom of four? I mean, I have, well, I like to say I have, I'm used to saying I have six. I have nine, but I think for a, a mom of multiples, like what are some ways to individualize time with your kids one-on-one so that you know, I mean, because if our kids are in school day and you do have limited time, mm-hmm. what does that look like for them before they're 18 and making their choices and for sure and don't want to be around you anymore? <laughs> oh, that's so sad. Shh. I'm fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> our cup says that. <laughs> I'm fine. Everything's fine. Mine's empty, but <laughs> this is the cup. <laughs> Yes. Right. How do you individualize time with your kiddos? Um, that's a great question. I think the first acknowledgement is like being aware of it, right? I think as parents, um, you can just go through life without thinking about it. So being aware of this, and it doesn't have to be anything crazy. I think it can be like small moments of, you know, seeing your kid in the kitchen. You know, Johnny loves being in the kitchen. So I'm, I'm thinking of him and instead of just carrying on with all that I have to do, Take five minutes, go stand with him, like look at him, you mm-hmm. know, and give him undivided attention and and just say, what are you doing? Share with me. And I think that opens um, a gateway of, you know, what is going with him. I think at night um, taking time, even though <laughs> I am a pumpkin and I love to go to sleep early. <laughs> to- <laughs> so true. <laughs> Um, like 8.30, I'm like, all right, I'm done. But taking the time and sitting down at each boy's bed, saying, you doing okay? Like, how was your day? I try to read with the two younger ones. Um, So Charlie was just on a kick of um, listening to Harry Potter. Mm, yeah. But, and so I would try to go and listen with him. Aww. And um, so doing that, and then um, we – we go through spurts of being really good at it and then not being good at it. But we tried once a week, we were doing Thursdays and have one boy stay up later and Mm. just with Kevin and I, and they can choose whatever they want to do. I mean, within reason, but like play a video game or or play some kind of board game or just talk or um, Johnny asked to um, let's read jokes to each other or just conversing and get both of us giving attention to that child and so 
um, we didn't think it was a big deal. It was like 20 minutes, but they kept track. They're like, next week's Charlie's week or like Johnny was last week. And so it's really important. They love that time. And I think if you're intentional, like I have to put everything on my calendar, reminders. Mm -hmm. um, But I think it's so worth it. And they remember those things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you hope that they take that on with their own kids. And mm-hmm. it also gets you spending time with Kevin mm-hmm. because Kevin's probably really busy. Mm-hmm. Tell us, what does Kevin do? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. So your husband works with mine. Yes. Can you um, share, well, they met in seminary. Mm-hmm. And then what are some things that Kevin's done to get to the place of working at Ohana? Ohana. So typically people that go to seminary are going to become pastors, right? Yeah. And so that was Kevin's path or his No, wait, direction. does he have an MDiv? MDiv or oh, not. I remember this is there a- <laughs> was controversy with the MDiv. Masters Some people needed the yes, MDiv. Yes, he does. Oh, yes. he does good for him. Yeah. Ryan does not. No. No, he said nope. And then they changed it like right after I the know. requirements. So, so Kevin crazy. was not happy about that. Aww. But he does. Masters of yeah. Um. So just... He was going to be a pastor. He was going to be a pastor. He was at a church, and it was just not going well, as people in the church realm can identify with sometimes. But um, (laughs) (laughs) so uh, anyways, he was just applying, applying. um, And then the other choices were like Kansas or no offense, but like small Midwest, like small, small, small towns where we didn't feel excited about so it was just, I felt like running into walls and closed doors and things like that. And so one night, Kevin sent out like 12 applications. He was just like throwing it out there. And the next day, Ryan called and said, come work with me at Christian Family Care. It was mm-hmm. literally the next day. And so, you know, Kevin's running this way or trying to. <laughs> and then it was like a huge like change huge to, oh, could this be a possibility? And so it just um, seemed to fit. And Kevin was so much more happy. And then a year or two later, Ryan's like, I'm doing I'm doing my own thing. Come <laughs> with me. And Kevin said, what? And, <laughs> <laughs> and so he came and he asked me, he's like, this is kind of a big, di- even more of a shift, yeah. a shiftier shift. And um, should we do it? And also a huge faith leap because it's not even like it was an established company yeah. for years and years. Mm-hmm. You're like, is there insurance? I don't know. We're figuring it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. But there was the opportunity to like grow as big yeah, as you can, which is risky and scary. But Kevin and I said, why not give it a try? Like we love Ryan and Sarah and we had dappled with like a church you you guys had started anchor anchor church and so we were we were all kind of just figuring it out like falling you know <laughs> tumbling and tripping and s- skipping you know our younger years with our kids that's and true careers and figuring out like what God want, wanted for our families and so I remember he went to the f- Christmas party five years ago at Ohana yeah, and it was probably I think at it was my a, house or the steakhouse. Oh no, that's right. It was at the Thunderbird Steakhouse. Yep. That's and, a, and that's when we introduced him. Yes. And yeah. so um, Ohana's growth has been insane the last few, few years and I feel like we've been there for decades in a good way. <laughs> dog years. That's what they call dog. it. If oh, one Ohana year is actually a dog year, it's been seven. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, 
it's been a while. And so, but um, I think one of the challenge, challenges of Ohana has been um, obviously with that kind of growth and change, you come up against different barriers or obstacles or struggles. And so I think Kevin had to kind of figure out how to share with me what's going on, but maybe not every single detail because mm-hmm. I would take it on myself and stress and anger sometimes with if it's an employee situation or staff or in the house or whatever. And so I feel like we, we've we kind of figured out how to do that. Yeah. Um, but um, the amazing aspects of Ahana has been like the relationships we've been able to develop, obviously, and um, just the mission and heart and um you know what drives what what makes me passionate is like sharing god's love that i've experienced to others and Mm. you know the bible says take care of the widows those without parents and um the outsiders and so i think that's really what ohana is about and what makes me super excited about it so but beyond then beyond with that how are you guys you have four growing boys at home but explain kind of how you've jumped into the ministry yourselves through some of the Ohana services that you guys are helping to now provide right in your house because you moved because my husband's very convincing (laughs) and worked on Kevin for years and finally got him to move what he was driving I want to say like an hour and a half right almost like an hour to work Mm -hmm. he would go and do work and then he would drive back home to Cape Creek Yep. And it was very far. And we said, come be in this community. <laughs> and then we left. Because <laughs> that's what we do. <laughs> However, no, we found the perfect home we did. Um, in the community. It's great. To us, it's like a mansion. It's gated. It's huge, it's huge yes. for your boys. So with a huge home, how are you using that to serve? Right. So um, Kevin and I, our hearts are with transitional youth, like mm-hmm. kids growing out of the um, foster system and just trying to figure it out because, I mean, all of us at 18, looking back, we have no idea what we're doing. Even mm-hmm. from a super healthy, strong family, you're yeah. still, you know, you don't own anything. So our hearts are for those kids and um, how they, the lack of direction or instruction or guidance that they sometimes have. So Kevin started a, a program with Ohana for specifically um, people of that age that are transitioning um, into the into the real world, the yeah. adult world, right? So um, I remember it was about a year ago, he said, hey, would you be open to maybe um, housing someone? Excuse me. And I, I said, I don't know. Huh? I don't know why, you know, what, what, um, he's like, well, if we're asking other people to do this, we should lead the way. Mm. And I was like, oh, that's really good. <laughs> Dang it. Darn you, Kevin. And, <laughs> <laughs> so that week leading up to New Year's, we just kind of finished our extra room we had available, painted it, kind of, you know, put it together a little bit. We had a lovely gal come and interview, I think it was January 2nd. Mm, she looked wow. around. She's like, I, I really like this place. I want to move in. We said, sure, when? And so two days later, she was moving all her things in. Wow. So it was super fast, of course, um, DZ style. But um, I was going to say center style. <laughs> center style. We do everything fast. <laughs> <laughs> well, you want to move in? Okay, yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> 
So um, she moved in and it's been, um, you know, an up and down ride. It's um, a ministry. We've, we've had s- some struggles where she's um, pursued her boyfriend where he wasn't the best. He was abusive. And instead of writing her off, we stuck it out. We bought her a plane ticket. She said yes and then changed her mind. And then finally, um, about a month and a half later, I got a text saying, I'm coming back. Can I stay with you? And we had a couple other people staying with us at the time. And I said, we can put like a a room divider in our den and you can sleep on the mattress on the other side (laughs) with like no door or anything. She said, I'll take it. Like, I want to come back. And so that was in May. And she's been back with us. And since then, um, she's so great. She's been able to get her driver's license and um, a car oh, to get around. Huge steps. Huge steps towards independence. She's looking at a place. She wants to be by herself. And so she's struggling with finding um, an affordable place. But she's here. And just yesterday, she said, well, um, look out for the tree. I'm going to get the boys presents. <gasps> like, and I Aww. said, no, don't. Like, <laughs> they don't need anything. Oh, no. Like, I, And it's going to be secretive. I do it at night. So they think it's, you know, from Santa. And, so we've really developed a relationship with her. And so Kevin said, let's let's get someone else in the other room. So we're in that process of discerning whether we should add or even move, um, figure out high school for Joey. So yeah. kind of things are up in there and we're f- trying to figure it out. I kind of love um, the fact that with transitional youth, like you are there as a supportive person, possibly a, you know, um, parent-ish but not really more like a mentor um but it they you want them to be independent and they're working towards Mm -hmm. that and so it doesn't take a thousand percent of your time i mean it might be a little messy looking but it doesn't take away from your kids Mm -hmm. you know your home Mm -hmm. um they follow your rules your expectations like but it doesn't completely like take everything out of you because they are yeah because Mm -hmm. they are older and they have to figure it out and but you are still that support system Mm -hmm. so it's not yeah it like it's a way of serving without like killing your family exactly yep 100 percent. and simple things like filling out an application for an apartment you know there's different lines where she said what does this mean or what do i put there and you know just to be able to we have that experience behind our belt. Yeah. Say, hey, I, I'd put this there, put that there, you know. And she's so thankful. Like, um, she's gotten to be friends with my parents. You know, Aww. I think she likes them more than us. <laughs> but um, it's been something where I honestly had no idea the rewards of what would come from it. Yeah. And just stepping out in faith and trusting God has been such a, like, it's brought such benefits and blessings to our family yeah it's almost like you're doing foster care but you don't have to have caseworkers come over or like it's not super you know you're not locking up your meds or you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. it just it's easier in a sense for sure yeah um but you know it just and there's definitely a need out there yeah you know so if anyone has any extra bedrooms (laughs) (laughs) this is your sign (laughs) just kidding but no, I'm yeah. not. We are looking for <laughs> transitional homes. <laughs> FYI. Yes. So what does Kevin do at Ohana? What's he in charge of? Um, I believe he's the CPO. 
I don't know. I don't know. Oh I, my I gosh, track. this is so funny because Priscilla and I both have. Okay, so um, Priscilla's husband, if my husband dies, Priscilla's, <laughs> and it's a possibility he has diabetes. So we're, you know, he's nearing Plenty 40. Ahead. <laughs> we're planning it. We are good life insurance. Um, although I did tell him if he ever cheats. <laughs> His, his sugar, his cord might rip out in the middle of the night and it just won't wake up. I feel like I shouldn't film this. Maybe edit that, David. Edit. <laughs> oh my gosh, they're going to use it as evidence against me one day. Oh. Anyway, um, Kevin would take over Oana if something were to happen. We have Kevin and pretty much Mark Abram. Mm-hmm. But um, it's interesting that... Kevin is, you know, well, I personally call him a furry because he <laughs> he he also has two personalities. Like I was <laughs> earlier I was saying how, you know, when you have two wives, like it's like the wife who's always like slob kebab in the pajamas <laughs> and like crazy hair and like yeah. and, but then you have the one who's dressed up going out and like yeah. I don't know, cute little cocktail or a glass of wine. Um but, you know, you have two different wives. You have two different husbands. Mm-hmm. So you have a husband who works very hard, mm-hmm. but he's very routine, mm-hmm. very routine. Mm-hmm. But then randomly, he'll <laughs> dress up as a character, and he's a different person. He's a different name, sometimes Bob, but he has all these different names, mm-hmm. and he just loves it. Like, you don't even know who he is. <laughs> Can Where did that come from? Is that a bedroom thing? (laughs) I say furry. We're looking up a furry convention for him. Like, what is this? So we don't know what he does at work. We know it's something serious and that he could take over the company. But we also know that he dresses up as characters on a monthly basis. Oh, for sure. We have bins of costumes at home. and where I don't does he even get know. that from. It's not like he gets it from his parents. No, <laughs> no. He just loves. I think it's his way of giving to others. He loves making people laugh and mm. feel at home and comfortable. He's he likes to laugh at himself, and so he even going back to when I met him in college, like he and his roommates, <laughs> they would. I don't know if it's appropriate ass pants like they just would cut holes in their butts like and their pants and like run around and like (laughs) it was a christian college right this is what they do at christian colleges (laughs) that was not what i was doing in college (laughs) just kidding also cut out (laughs) wait they call it ass pants (laughs) i think there's pictures like somewhere that they took <laughs> and they just did it for fun. Yeah, they they had lots of fun in college. Um, <laughs> but to this day, like he loves dressing up like as a leprechaun on St. Patrick's Day, dressed up as a turkey in the turkey trot, and he got first in the friggin' costume. <laughs> Levine turkey trot. Levine turkey Levine trot. Levine turkey trot. First place. He got the beat, turkey beat by a woman. But <laughs> oh, we'll edit that. He out. wasn't happy about that. <laughs> um. But yeah, and then him and our friend Andrea like to dress up for big Thursdays and um, at work to like, again, for the people to feel more, I don't know what the word is, relaxed at home, Yeah, you know, less, you know, more focus on 
them then. Well, and I guess that in some sense work is especially for like a lot of the managers and stuff that run the group homes. Like work is really hard. hard. Mm -hmm. It's really heavy. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of really sad stories. So I feel like you do have to have some of that. Alleviate. Yeah, alleviation or like laugh, humor, Mm -hmm. the fun, Mm -hmm. because otherwise you're just – you could be sad all the time. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to be sad all the time. You don't want to bring that home. Right. And so we actually – that reminds me that Kevin, who – is so good at being a furrier dressing up. He also has this really creepy smile. <laughs> and with that creepy smile, he um, I made car air fresheners last year for Christmas and gave it out to everyone. I loved it. Um, and so you would be walking around and you would see Kevin staring at you. But it was an air freshener. It was actually a Hawaiian air freshener, which totally it smells really good. Yeah. I know. And they ran out. They were Kevin was so popular. His face was. <laughs> I gotta make more. That reminds me. All right. So I don't want to keep you forever. There's two more things I want to ask you. Um, To wrap up, one is with, oh gosh, in my head. Oh, how do you, so as a mom of four, always on a budget. I know we've, we spent time really on a budget and then we have, our budget grows a little bit as we get older and, you know, work gets better or whatever it may be. But what does your self-care look like? What does self-care look like to you? How do you mm. take care of yourself, whether it's material or face mm-hmm. stuff or, you know, spiritual? Like, how do you take care of yourself with having four boys and a husband <laughs> and just a busy life? Yeah, um, that's a good question. Um, I love hiking. Mm. I like hiking by myself specifically. <laughs> um, it's just... I feel like a space where I can be out in God's creation and have Mm. time to myself to like think and process. Um, I don't feel like I'm good at that, taking time to process. I just, I'm on to the next thing, like, Mm. and the next thing, you know, I think most moms can relate. But um, again, I have to be intentional with like setting time aside for that and just um, um, trying, you know, getting out there. I also love exploring and trying different things. I think that's part of why I've loved moving to South Phoenix is hmm. it's so different than Cave Creek and exploring what's like in downtown. Very or- different. <laughs> Very different. Focusing on the new friends on the corners. <laughs> yes, lots of that. Um, but you love new stuff that you've never I done do. before. Yes, yep. And so that and then honestly just spending downtime with my family like life's so busy and crazy just to have like dinner all together I try to do that on a regular basis Uh, we all sit at the table we talk Kevin asks his questions and is silly at the table and those are moments I cherish and really fill my soul I feel like Mm. so that's how I am too did you know I was just hearing that statistically Families who sit around the table have just healthier, more successful kids. Yeah, I've heard, yeah. and it just it makes a makes huge a difference. Huge difference. Even mm-hmm. I know for us, as our schedules get crazy, even if we can do twice a week, mm-hmm. I'm still like that's important. Mm-hmm. And they learn to sit and they talk and they share, and it just is routine and expected and safe. For sure. Yeah. And that's helpful. My other question is, and you and I could, I mean, I'm going to have you back on because <laughs> you'll be my guest forever because we have so many things we could say or do. Um, however, 
There are so many things our parents did that we're like, oh, I would never do that. <laughs> um, what is something that maybe your family did growing up that ne- you said you would never do, but now here you are <laughs> doing mm. it? Well, where do I begin? Or, or <laughs> something that you never thought you would do as a parent, but you do more of. Hmm. Um, well, I grew up with one sister five years apart. So our oh. house was very still and quiet, quiet. very quiet. <laughs> and so adjusting to four young boys, there's lots more action and movement and balls being thrown at each other. And I always thought I'd be more, um, what's the word? Like strict. Or strict like disciplined. or disciplined. And I'm like, it's not worth the effort. <laughs> So I embrace it. I'm like, let boys be boys. Encourage them to go outside and throw the ball instead of inside. But um, so just being um, embracing of like the chaos and boys in general. Like I've learned so much because not growing up with boys, you know. Yeah. So that and then obviously I think we all struggle with like the screen time. Yeah, you know. Um, I still struggle and I'm figuring that out as we go. But I, some days I'm just like. Go be be yeah. free on your screen, and I'm gonna take a nap. Like, <laughs> yeah, and naps are important for and moms. So those are a couple of things that come to mind. Yeah, I um, <laughs> yeah, the technology is insane. Our kids actually play technology together a lot. They love all those things. Yeah. Um, the one thing I appreciated of you as a young mom was that literally, no matter where you were going, anytime you showed up somewhere. <laughs> The boys picked out their own clothes and they were (laughs) – half of them were always in pajamas. Sometimes there were shoes. Sometimes there were slippers. Sometimes there were flip-flops in the winter or nothing. Nothing. And you were just like, well, we made it. (laughs) And I loved that because I was always like, we need to look a certain way, which Ryan would still say that like our kids looked homeless a lot because I'm like – I can get them dressed. The fact Am I that a they're dressed. Like, I'm not a hairbrusher. Like, I just <laughs> never really did that. Like, did they brush their teeth? No, probably not. Do we still struggle with it? Totally. Like, it's <laughs> awful. However, I'm like, well, we're here. But you guys were really like, well, we showed up. You're lucky you're in our presence. And no one cared. And they would throw the balls or, you know, flip over chairs. Literally, and- Teddy went through a two-year pajama phase. Yes. We have his... A dedication at church, like you know, when you bring oh, them in yeah. front of everyone Aww, to dedicate, them. dedicate him to the Lord. Batman pajamas, yeah, that's the picture he's yeah. wearing. So, <laughs> and he would have night pajamas and then daytime pajamas. He's very strategic. <laughs> two years, two years. So but they're anyways. not. They're not going to high school in pajamas, and they're starting to care what they look like. Yeah. Yes. I mean, so that's oldest, positive. He's- Getting it together. He's good looking. I know. Yeah, you're in oh. trouble. Oh, yeah. Good luck there. <laughs> he looks like the kid with the puka shells and the cool hair and the surfer. Right? Oh, so handsome. He Charlie. is. Well, thank you for joining oh, me. Thank you. Sprinter Mom, lashes on. You, would you ever do lashes permanently? Uh, I'm open to it. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll end see. our podcast there. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us today for the Sprinter Mom with Lashes On podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a review. We'll see you next week.